Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, March 26th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen, happy to be joined by Joe Sarvati, who's affectionately known as Coach. Now, Coach, you're coming off a rest day. Are you as rested as Dwight Howard after last night's disastrous oh. ejection? I am I am more rested than Dwight Howard and certainly smarter when it comes to making decisions on the court. No doubt that about it. That was really agitating, wasn't it? It was, because he was in my hybrid lineup, which cashed in 50-50s, double-ups, but it yeah. missed, the, missed the mark in some of the single entries, and it would have smashed if he had just finished the game. And I'm a little bit upset with Doc, actually, because I was watching that game, and at the end of the first quarter, when Dwight started getting into it with Harold, you could tell it yeah. was coming. It was starting to boil up, and... He, he needed to either take him out or pull him aside and say, Dwight, we need you. We just traded right. Tony Bradley. Embiid is hurt. You're our only true center. And nobody did anything to rein him in. And, no. you know, before you knew it, he was ejected. And, and that was uh, just not very fun. No, it was it was a rough one. But I agree with you. I mean, you know his history. You know the guy just flies off the handle. Even, you know, if, I know they... He came off the bench, so he hadn't been in a, a ton of time. But, yeah, you know, you take him out for one or two possessions and just explain to him, listen, you know. And then if he does it after that, then you really have a beef with him. But, yeah, that's a shame that that happened. But, you know, that's sometimes it goes in your favor. Sometimes it goes against you. You know, but good build yesterday. I mean, still very solid. You know, it really uh, highlighted the fact that if you're following the coach talk process and playing enough cash games that you can survive bizarre variances like that, then nights like last night, you grind out, you break even right around that area, and then you wait for the big nights that you hit, like hopefully tonight and the one we had a couple days ago. So, you know, all part of the game. Nice part about it is I get to come back today for my sweet spot double-digit NBA game, so I'm fired up. Yeah, that's right. Me too. Big Friday night here, 11 games. And it's an interesting situation because we have 13 teams out of the 22 yep. involved in a back-to-back. -back. We obviously have a bunch of trades that went down yesterday. Right. And we've seen a bunch of guys ruled out officially, uh, the indications that they will not be ready to go tonight. We have not seen anybody ruled in who's been traded. So we're going to approach this slate as if the uh, players who've been traded are not going to play and we'll, we'll follow the news on that. We also only have two games over 2.30 on betus.com.p, yeah. our presenting sponsor, which is a little bit odd on an 11-game slate. But, Coach, why don't you get us started? There's only one game at 7 o'clock, and there's yes. a big question mark there with Mr. Har Mr. Harden. Yeah, it's it's a question-filled game. So thank goodness this is an, the early one. So we'll have, uh, should have, let's hope, all right. the information we need prior to lock. So... Um, it is Brooklyn and Detroit. Detroit on the first night of a back-to-back. TheBetUS.com.pa, our, our uh, wonderful gaming sponsor, uh, has this line at Brooklyn minus 5.5, 222.5 is the over-under. As far as uh, the, some of the important stats, from a pace standpoint, Brooklyn is 13th. We know Detroit plays pretty slow. They're 25th. But on the good side of the, the coin here, on the defensive team efficiency, Brooklyn is 25th. We know they don't defend well. <clears throat> and Detroit is below average at 17. So certainly an avenue for some, some strong 
DFS performances here. But here's the big, you know, asterisk on this. You've got KD, Kyrie, and um, Shamit. Who do I have? Shamit. They're all out still. And Harden is the big fat question mark. Now, you know, he's a true question mark because last two times he was questionable. Once he played, once he didn't. So that is the news that shuffles the deck in this game and probably on the whole slate, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, on top of that, uh, we've got Diallo, who's now with Detroit from the Thunder. And uh, he's probable. So we're going to get a chance to see him. Uh, possibly for, for the first time. Rodney Magruder, who had a couple of good games filling in, is probable. And then Smith Jr. is questionable. So, you know, we need the news here. Let's just face it. Um, if Harden is in with no restrictions, which when he plays, uh, I've never seen him have restrictions. He either plays or he doesn't. That's usually the case. Uh, I, You know, he's got to be possibly your best, uh, you know, possibility on the entire uh slate because of his ceiling his upside with those guys out detroit is certainly vulnerable um like everything about harden if he's in if he's not then you know you take a look at this and and see you know where where's the value i mean do you want to start building some value here with the bruce browns and jeff greens and possibly uh, tlc's or uh, Tyler Johnson. I, I mean, you can be much more picky on this slate because it's 11 games, but you still need to find some value in different spots. So we need to see the news there before we determine which way to go. And then on the Detroit side, you know, it, it becomes interesting here. Uh, Isaiah Stewart's done a nice job for me at a cheap price off the bench. Mason Plumley's coming off a really good game. Um, you know, Jeremy Grant stepped back up. And the Sadiq Bay, you know, he's as a rookie, so he's not going to have all consistent games, but he's been good. So there's a lot of playable guys in this game. Uh, I'd like to know if Smith Jr. is going to play or not. But you do have, you know, with Magruder back and Diallo possibly jumping back into the mix here, you've got a lot of things that uh, Coach Casey has to work through here on rotation because they do have a, a new-looking lineup and, uh, you know, guys that are they're trying to figure out uh, minutes and who's worth keeping. Obviously, this the rest of this year for Detroit is all a preparation uh, for the future. So, you know, they get Kerry, uh, Corey Joseph in the mix, which, again, we don't believe he's going to play right off the bat, but we'll keep an eye on that. Um, and so it's it's a mixed bag of tricks for Detroit. But, you know, depending on how that news falls out with Smith, it, there's a possibility of a one-off here just because of the poor Brooklyn defense and then everything in the Harden side rests with whether he plays or not. Yeah, I'm pretty similar here. If Harden plays, he's in play for me. If he doesn't, I do like TLC's price still on FanDuel, bare minimum, yeah. 3500 yeah. is, yeah. is excellent. So he's my favorite potential value play. With Detroit, that mixed bag of tricks that you're talking about is an interesting one with those guards. And... You, you want to look here since DeLon Wright was traded, right. but it sounds like Diallo will play and, and probably not play full minutes. It sounds like Magruder will be out there. And then if Dennis just Smith Jr. is there too, then I probably won't end up going with one of those guys. It would probably have to be that basically everybody's out 
and then one of the guys who's still left standing, like Frank Jackson or or Saban Lee, or yeah, would would maybe it's, get in there. But you want you think Saban's going to get a chance now that they traded right, or is it just handing it over to Smith Jr.? Oh, gosh, good question. Who knows with Detroit? Yeah, they could yeah. go in any different direction. Um, yeah. I would say, you know, they've seen Lee here a decent amount, so I think they're going to probably get Diallo up to speed as quickly as they can and see how he meshes with everybody. At the one or the two, though, see, I'm I'm just trying to dissect this. I guess we're going to have to wait to see how some of it plays out, though. Yeah, I mean, I would think at the two, yeah, and they'll, yeah. they'll probably still give Dennis Smith Jr. the the lead opportunity. Yeah. But I think we'll learn a lot in the next week or so. We will. Ellington shot the ball well, too, so it's interesting. All right, game two. We move to 7.30 Eastern, Phoenix against Toronto. The Suns are four-and-a-half-point favorites, 223-and-a-half total. The news here, we've got Abdel Nader out, Mikhail Bridges probable. And on the Toronto side, I'm not seeing any injuries, but, of course, Norman Powell and, and Matt Thomas have been traded. And right. if, if Trent and Hood are, aren't there yet, it's going to be a pretty thin depth chart for Toronto tonight. They do have a tough matchup with Phoenix sixth in the NBA defensively and that slow pace, they're 27th. Yeah. So it's it's a contrast there of, okay, short bench for Toronto. I mean, Nick Nurse, what he might do is just play the starters 48 minutes. We know that's what he wants to do, right? Yeah, really. So... Uh, you, you could certainly look at one of these Toronto guys. There are decent prices. Uh, Lowry, um, interesting 24 hours for him after really thinking he was going to get traded and then it didn't happen. How is he going to respond emotionally? Right. Uh, he's been through a lot. Siakam, I do like how he's been playing. He's had a couple ceiling games recently, uh, and he's back in the groove and in the 7K range on both sites. There's a guy that you could look at. On the bench... Bembry may be the guy that is getting the most uh, involved uh, if we don't have Trent or Hood. He's a decent price on FanDuel. So, uh, you know, possibly one Raptor. With Phoenix, not really excited about these guys. Uh, Aiton has had some decent games lately. Torrey Craig, he's the one value play I want to mention. He's starting to get more minutes and more production. He's really cheap on DraftKings today at 3200 Don't like him as much on FanDuel. So this is this is probably a one-off for me or a pass. Yeah, this, this game's tough. I mean, we need to clarify for sure later in the day here. We will. So love to have you, you know, jump in with us at DFSCoachTalk.com. Uh, we'll we'll shoot you the uh, code to jump right in Discord when you become a member because we're going to be following this. If Hood and Trent play, it changes things for Toronto without question. But if they're not going to play like we're sort of anticipating, I think it does you know put some Toronto guys at least in the in the headlights for potential. Uh, you're right, Siakam seems to have reinvigorated himself a little bit uh, during the All Star break, and he's becoming a little bit more of that dominant player that we that we saw last year where he's a little more confident certainly demands the ball a lot so you know if I go anywhere on Toronto would be on that side shocked that Lowry didn't get traded I I figured you know other than Oladipo and Gordon I I thought Lowry was a shoe-in to get traded and uh, you're right I don't know how does he react I mean does he play great because you know he's staying maybe finishing his career there or you know, is the emotional swings going to take a toll? 
losing Norman Powell certainly opens up some usage, and it's got to go somewhere. Um, in you know, I would anticipate. The new guys, Trent and Hood, will probably get minutes when they're eventually on the team, but uh, we're not expecting it tonight. So Lowry, Van Vliet, and Siakam are always the recipients of that. Don't believe in in stacking any Raptors here, though, against the great Suns defense. So, you know, I'm good with with taking a shot. Probably Siakam. I like his price. Uh, But if not, either Lowry or Van Vliet, but not both. So that would be uh, the potential there. On the Phoenix side, you know, it's it's hard to call here because, again, the you know the splitting of the the usage and and what they're getting done, um, you know, offensively, and with Toronto's rotation of of bringing bringing in some of those defender type guards like Bambry, I think they can at least hold down uh, Booker a little bit. So I'm I'm not going with Phoenix again. I very rarely uh, roster them. I just don't like the fit here and you know we really don't know what to expect tonight from Toronto this is a volatile game for them with all of the news that's gone on Powell who's been there a while going and Lowry staying so one off for me on Toronto and I'm ready to move on excellent all right what is our next game on your list so I keep it straight Boston and Milwaukee yep that's what I have as well so we've got both teams on the first Night of a back-to-back, we've got Milwaukee minus 6. 232 is the over-under. So there you go. There's one of your magic 230 numbers. So two of the top 11 uh, over-unders on the board. And then you've got uh, 21 uh, pace for Boston. Nice third pace for Milwaukee. Uh, Boston 24th. That is really shocking that they're that bad defensively. Milwaukee's ninth, so certainly respectable. We know for Boston, Ojale and Tristan Thompson are out. Um, they had some trades too, so their their roster is sh- shaken up a little bit. Uh, Milwaukee, it's Forbes probable and uh, Tucker that, that they just picked up doubtful. Um, yeah, he, he, he certainly does not look right by the way, but it may be a while till we see him. So where do we go with this game? I mean, certainly a game that you want to give some attention to with, you know, everything that's gone on. I've been chirping and and yelling for Robert Williams to get a big shot at center. You know, this may be the shot now because, uh, you know, they, they traded away Tice Thompson's hurt. Uh, you know, let's dial up, uh, Robert Williams. So he's the first guy I want to bring up. Uh, I think he he's the one that could benefit with the the biggest upswing in minutes and usage uh, just for the fact that he doesn't have to play behind a couple of guys and that he's not playing alongside a guy like Thompson that grabs a lot of rebounds. So uh, I like him. You know, he's certainly in play at that price. I think they're going to continue to adjust it. So I want to try to get him before it jumps way up. Um you know, I'm not going to go with the big dogs here, uh, Tatum or Giannis, just because of the defensive prowess on both sides of the ball. I'm not sure, you know, if you'll agree with that part, but I do like the second bananas, as I call them, for both teams, and that's Jalen Brown and, and Chris Middleton. I think uh, Brown is just in a zone, and he is, uh, you know, his price isn't great, I know, but, man, is he playing good. And the pace of this game and, you know, the the over-under suggests there will be quite a few DFS points scored. 
Middleton, if you pass on Giannis, Middleton's always a great second guy. Um, you know, but here's the thing. I'm slightly leaning Holiday over Middleton at this moment just because of the Kemba defense and the way Holiday's been playing with focus. He seems to really uh, now, finally, after half the season is over, that, you know, this last week or so, really since the All-Star break, he's made a decision uh, to be a big part of this team. And he was really and also ran there for a long time. I don't think we rostered him for a month and a half. So uh, I like this game. I want exposure. Right now I'm looking at Williams, potentially Brown. And on the other side of the ball, maybe Middleton, if not Holiday. But I think it's a nice game to play. Yeah, I agree. I'm very similar here. I mean, they've played twice, both times right around 240 points, close games. Uh, and I, I sort of go through the same progression you do. Robert Williams III, my favorite here, uh, with Thompson out and Tice traded. I mean, obviously what happened with Tice is he this was on Wednesday when they played. Remember, he missed that corner three to win the game. And so they said, yeah. we're going to trade you, Tice. That's it. You're out of here. <laughs> so One shot for the whole thing. Right? Finally, Robert Williams gets his, his opportunity. So, I, yeah, let's I take... Hope. Yeah, I right, hope. Right, right. <laughs> so I start with him, and then I go to the uh, Brown and Middleton. Um, both teams did well against the big guys, Tatum and Giannis. Um, so you look at those guys... In terms of value, one bench guy I like here is Peyton Pritchard. He's uh, very cheap on both sites. And uh, with the uh, the trades yesterday, um, the Celtics traded, uh, what's his name, the, the other uh, backup point guard for the Celtics, um, um, Jeff Teague. So Jeff Teague, with, yeah. Teague, with Teague out, uh, Pritchard's going to be uh, you know, running the second unit. Uh, so I like him here in the, in the up-tempo game. Uh, so yeah, it could be one star and could, could be a value play. Gotcha. All right. Game four, let's move to eight o'clock Eastern. We've got a handful of games here, starting with Miami in Charlotte, low yeah. total here, 217 Miami favored by two and a half coming off that close loss to Portland yesterday. That was high scoring and, and the Miami guys came through for us. None and hero were awesome Terrific. in, in yeah. Jimmy Butler's absence. And that's the big question mark here is uh, Butler has some sort of illness. If he's out again, then none and Hero are still really good prices on both sites. I, I like them both. Charlotte is 21st defensively, so I yeah. think they can still be productive here. And we've already we've already got the announcement that, that Goran Dragic is out again and right. that Oladipo and Bielitsa will not be playing here tonight. So could be a, a similar short rotation for Miami. It is a back-to-back. But good matchup here with Charlotte. And Bam was a monster for us. So he's in play for me again. The problem is on FanDuel, big change here. He's now a center. And he, yeah. he slotted in nicely to that power forward spot last night. But uh, not anymore. It's a bummer. Yep. Yeah. Ariza was, was good also as the fill-in starter. So if Butler is out, you could look at him on DraftKings. He's still cheap over there. Uh, he's priced up a little bit on FanDuel. And on the Charlotte side, um, we got to look at Graham and Rozier, uh, Hayward. Those are the guys I'm looking at the most. I like Devontae Graham's price still on FanDuel. Uh, he paid off value in that last one. He the, the, the one hesitation with him is two games in a row now, he's shot majority of his shots from three-point land. So if he's cold, 
then you're in trouble. But if he shoots it well, then he can he can really pay off. Uh, Rogier a little bit pricey. Hayward I like it at seven thousand on Fanduel if Butler is out. Uh, he didn't play much in the last game. It was a blowout. Uh, so I think Hayward is primed to uh, get back in the mix here. Monk is getting more opportunity, but now he's been priced up to 5K on both sites, so I probably won't go there. Yeah, I mean, I'm impressed with the moves Miami made. I mean, they they have themselves in positions. They're supposedly going to sign LaMarcus Aldridge now, too, uh, since he was bought out by the Spurs. So, I mean, when you look at the potential lineup they can put out there defensively, we're talking Bam, Oladipo, Jimmy Butler, and uh, a plethora of other guys, Trevor Ariza. Those are all, uh, you know, all NBA defenders, and they could all be on the floor at the same time. I think they're going to make some noise. They I, are. They're stacked. I, they really are. I think they made some terrific moves. Uh, they got Oladipo for nothing, yep. which is just hard to believe. But, uh, you know, real, I'll tell you what, if anybody should be fired, it should be that Houston GM. How could you get rid of Harden and get nothing? I mean, they literally got nothing. They ended up panicking and, and trading Levert for Oladipo during that trade and then trade Oladipo for, for you know, peanuts. And they're sitting there with uh, no good players. It's crazy. But You know what, you know what they're doing? They are trying to follow Philly in the tank mode. The problem is they're not acquiring assets as they right. tear down their roster. They're going to be yes. left with no no talent and no picks. It is not yeah. a good situation. I mean, Oklahoma City, they had a plan. They've done it. They have 34 picks in the next seven years, which is ludicrous. You don't need that many. But Houston, what, they, they've obtained like five and they have nothing to show. There's their empty cupboard other than, you know, they have Chris Wood that they had signed. But really, it's it's awful. But uh, anyway, Miami was the recipient of that. I think they're going to really, uh, you know, put together a terrific defensive team. And I would not want to play them in the playoffs. Um, as far as tonight goes, it's all Butler news. I mean, let's just face it. It's very simple. You know, if Butler doesn't play, I'm with you. I think Hayward's a decent play. If Butler does play, I'm not playing Hayward. Uh, you know, the defense rotation there. And same thing with Rozier. Rozier's in play for me uh, also because Butler will see a little bit of him and Hayward if he plays. Um, on the Miami side, Tyler Hero had a terrific game. Kendrick Nunn was decent. I don't like playing both. I always feel like I'm compromising. So, uh, you know, I'd lean towards Hero. He is streaky, and I think he's on a good run right now. So uh, uh, that's the guy I'd lean to on that side of the ball. Um, as far as Bam, I mean, he looked sharp as attack yesterday, but I, I'm bummed, man. I He was such a nice plug-in and power forward. But now that you have to burn that center spot, uh, it really stings on Fandle. So I'm not sure, uh, you know, if I want to go to that price with him taking that main spot. Um, you know, uh, this isn't the, the greatest game, in my opinion, considering that, uh, you know, you've got 26th and 14th pace, and, you know, Miami's defense 7th and getting better every day. Uh, but it is a close spread uh, as far as the two points. I just, you know, it doesn't seem like a game you want to expend more than, 
at the very most one guy on each side. And uh, all of that has to do with whether Butler plays or not for me. Absolutely. All right. Next eight o'clock game on the board is Portland at Orlando. And we've got Portland, a big fat 11 and a half point favorite. Now that Orlando's traded everybody that they could possibly trade that's any good. 80% um, of their starting lineup from the last game, gone. That is amazing. Yeah. You do not see that kind of a, you know, people always say they're going to blow it up. Well, they did. They oh, had yeah. like a couple extra sticks of TNT <laughs> in that group. But uh, yeah, they blew it to smithereens. So A, we have to see how this is all going to play out. There's 9 million percent of usage that has to go everywhere else. And where is it going to go? Um, you know, that's the big question. So we've got to make some determinations there. We can get some good edges if we can find those spots. Uh, obviously, you know, my estimation is they're going to, you know, really look at some of these younger guys and see how they play. But, you know, they want to be respectable. So some of the, the, you know, the vets like Ross and stuff should still be a part of what they're doing. It, it's going to be an interesting, uh, risky proposal until we see how the coach is going to handle things there. Um, but, you know, you've got the 20th and 19th pace, which doesn't make you do somersaults. But here's what does. 29th defense for Portland, 19th for Orlando, and that's going to plummet through the floor. They're going to be in the bottom five within a matter of probably two or three weeks. So there, there should be a lot of DFS points here. We do have Ross listed as questionable. He's probably in shock. They're probably trying to – they had to get the paddles out and say, hey, <laughs> hey, we, here's the guys we traded, but you're still on the team. And right. I think it, it was flatline for a few minutes. So um, if he doesn't play, man, this this is just a bizarre game. First of all, you got to be extremely concerned with blowout. You know, Portland's 26 and 18. They're decent. They've loaded up the band. The, you know, they got – Nurkic back in this game, splitting time with Canner. They're loaded, and they, you know, they're guys they picked up. Norman Powell's going to be a terrific uh, addition. Um, you know, they they've really added some nice pieces. I don't think they're going to play tonight, but you know, you've you've got a lot of guys th that are an option here. Um, you know me with the split thing. So Nurkic and Canner, I'm not. I don't even want to talk about because there's going to be minutes split there. You know, Covington can be good at times, but his price is a little too high. Jones disappoints a little too often. C.J. McCollum last night, good God, was he on fire. So, awesome. Oof. I mean, you got to look at Lillard and McCollum here. I don't think you can risk playing both because of the price and because of the blowout potential. But if they do blow them out, it's probably going to be those two guys that are the reason why they're blowing them out. So... I think you got to dig in hard and really determine which one of them you want to go to. But I think one of them is very necessary in this game. Um, on the Orlando side, it's a crapshoot. You know, what is going to happen here? You know, who's who's going to be the key guys? I'll mention a few guys. Uh, you know, Michael Carter-Williams. And this is if Terrence Ross doesn't play. If Ross plays and has no restrictions, he may take 30 shots. So he has to be considered... If he doesn't, then it's like wide open for everything and anything. So, you know, Michael Carter-Williams has to be looked at. James Ennis, certainly Chuma Okiki and Kem Birch, guys that are priced low 
that may all of a sudden be thrust into 32, 33 minutes and, you know, additional usage. And we know Portland doesn't defend well. So there are there could be some gems here. And if you pick the right one or two from Orlando for your value plays and they smash with that big minutes, that could be the difference to taking some stuff down. So all the guys I mentioned, I think, are, are really good options, uh, especially now, you know, if if the new guys aren't playing, <clears throat> because once Otto Porter, Gary Harris, uh, you know, these guys all get back into play, Wendell Carter Jr., then you've got a different mix and we got to figure out who's going to get those minutes. But tonight, that first group, Carter Williams, Ennis, Okiki, Birch, those four specifically for me are all going to get a ton of, of attention. And I'd like to play at least two of them. And again, you know, you can follow us on Twitter at any time. We post a lot of our information up there. Uh, I'm at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew's at Language Olympic. You can follow any of us at DFS Coach Talk. But if you really want to get down to the brass knuckles of it, you know, we're going to be sweating this all afternoon figuring out where this usage is going to go to. We're going to listen for the coach speak, the the beat writers, uh, scour all of our, uh, you know, places on the internet where we're getting this information and see where that mint those minutes and usage are going to fall for Orlando as best we can. Cause again, I think it's the pivotal point uh, in this entire slate. Yeah. I think Ken Birch is the guy for me that I'm ready to lock in as a value play. He's the guy with the price that I like uh, and the opportunity 4,400 DraftKings, 4,800 FanDuel as a power forward. So he's the guy that I'm excited about. Michael Carter Williams is is still a decent price on FanDuel at fifty five hundred, but yeah. he's expensive on DraftKings at sixty six. And the other guys who I think are going to start, Okiki, Bacon, and Ennis, I don't like their price tags really. So I I don't think I'll go there. And Ross, I agree, he could get thirty shots, but it is a it's a knee issue that's making him questionable. Yeah. So I I probably won't risk it with Ross. It'll be Birch and or Michael Carter-Williams for me. And then on the Portland side, uh, I agree. we got to avoid the centers. Uh, but I don't think it's necessary to go with Lillard or McCollum here. Um, yeah. McCollum, you know, listening to him after the game, he admitted that he's basically 90% now in terms of stamina. And he said the problem was the fourth quarter where he just didn't quite have it. And now it's a back-to-back. Yeah. So, you know, he could just in his 27 minutes here, drain all his threes again and potentially pay off value. But I think it's a little risky for me tonight with the potential blowout. Um, So, uh, you know, and and the tired legs. So I'm going to focus on one or two Orlando guys and then keep rolling. I don't blame you. And it's, you know, that blowout could be very expensive if, if you do play one of those guys and uh, you know, they don't get full minutes on a back-to-back. So I like your theory there. Now I'm now I'm questioning my Lillard play a little bit, so i got to think it through. He is, he is cheap on FanDuel for Lillard at 92. I so, thought that was super fair. He was you know, 10-3 last week. Right. So, yeah. so we'll have to keep playing with it. Yep. All right, let's talk some Houston-Minnesota action. It's a 226 total. Timberwolves favored by 3.5. How about that for a team that's 10-34? and 34? Man, Big you talk favorites. about... Two train wrecks. We're going to have to put that 
gif up where the train goes off the cliff <laughs> yeah uh and it's two nights in a row here these guys have a rematch tomorrow in the same yes. spot so that's the double header where you put the tickets on the the front windshield uh, you know inside your car and and uh lock the car and uh instead of the people smashing your window to take them they smash your window to put more tickets there because <laughs> they don't want to go <laughs> yeah right oh, that's my. how bad it is for those two games good yeah. lord so let's try and sort through this news here. On the Houston side, we've got Kevin Porter Jr. questionable. Yeah. And on the Minnesota side, we have Okogi out, Jordan McLaughlin questionable. Correct. Now, we do have good pace here, fifth and fourth. We've got Minnesota's awful defense. Yeah. And we have the uncertainty of how does Houston react to this? Does John Wall go into a deep depression or... Is he excited with the opportunity to just absolutely dominate with Oladipo gone? I, I saw the, the trainer there. He had several bags of ice uh, set for Wall's right arm from taking so many shots. <laughs> yeah, he's going to need it. So you could consider Wall here. Um, I don't know if I'll go to anyone else on Houston. And I'm. it's not like Wall is my favorite play today. Sterling Brown is worth mentioning because uh, he usually has a big opportunity. And with Oladipo out, and if Porter Jr. doesn't play, he's going to get the chance to pay off. And two games ago, he was 20 and 10. So Mm -hmm. he he can also throw up duds. He's a little bit risky. But don't be surprised if he hits value. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go to Wood. Uh, You know, it's a pretty good matchup. It's a possibility, but I, I still lean towards a couple of these other centers like uh, Bam and a guy named Jokic who's coming up later. Never heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> you can ask Joe Stanton about him. On yeah. the on the Minnesota side, um, don't think I want to pay up for Cat. Solid wood defense. Uh, don't Solid think wood, I get it. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, don't think I'll go to Rubio. He showed in the last game how he's... You know, he's just inconsistent. Uh, so, he looks like an old man sometimes out there, yeah. doesn't he? You know, he's had some good double-doubles lately. But he has. He throws up an absolute dud. And yeah. you're, you're reminded of his the, the, the wear and tear on those legs. Yeah. Um, the value play here I want to mention is Juancho Hernan Gomez. 35 minutes last game. And, you know, we know with the new coach here, Finch, that he's getting to know his guys. He's playing with the rotations. He's mixed up the starting lineup a couple times. Yeah. Uh, this last time he started Vanderbilt and McDaniels. Lehman uh, was pushed to the side, and, and Wancho got some really good run. He's a good price on both sites. Uh, he's an option for me tonight. So um, maybe maybe a one-off here with a value play of, of Brown or, or Hernan Gomez for me. You know, you're going to be surprised here, but I, I think these I think this is a really good DFS game. I mean, you've got two teams in shambles where, you know, there's not a lot of team ball being played. There's a lot of shots going up, but it's specific to, you know, certain guys. So, you know, I love this. I love the Christian Wood spot. I think that he's, you know, his usage has to go up uh, with with Oladipo and company, you know, being gone. I think that, you know, if Porter doesn't play, I love Christian Wood and I love John Wall. I think, you know, all joking aside, I think he's going to be firing. And I mean, he's not a shy guy. He's going to let it go 
penetrate lots of uh, shots at the rim. Um, you know, and Cat's okay. He's not a good defender though, but you know, he's, he, he will get a few blocks, but not, not the stopper at the rim that he should be for his talent and size. So I, you know, I like this both nights. I think it's going to be interesting, uh, you know, tonight and tomorrow to see these teams play. They're both, you know, possibly the two worst teams in the league. And, you know, you've got guys that I think are just going to be fine to show out. So Wall and Wood, definitely. Sterling Brown, I agree with you, is a very solid play. Anthony Edwards from Minnesota, I mean, he is taking this team over. And I think his he's on uh, a mission here this second half with, with uh, LaMelo out to try to scoop that rookie of the year. And he does not get cheated on shots. He's playing much more confident. I think, you know, Rubio's losing a little bit of, of uh, you know, that, that uh, push that he had for a while of handling the ball and really dictating everything. Edwards has the ball in his hands a lot more now. So uh, it's really going to be interesting when D'Angelo Russell comes back. I don't know what they're going to do. I know Rubio will sit, but... You know, Russell has needs the ball, and Edwards needs the ball. So that that will be uh, a tough task. But you know, Edwards has been smashing. I, I still want to stay on that bandwagon. Neither one of these teams can defend at all. So it should be, you know, like watching an uh, an All Star game with scrubs, basically, because they're going to be going up and down the floor. Um, you know, I think this number is very fair at two twenty seven. I like the over in this game. Uh, with two teams that just aren't going to defend. So uh, Edwards, huge in play for me. Uh, I really like all, all of Wall, Brown, and Wood. Won't stack all three for sure, but uh, would like to go there. And then I think you made a good point with Hernan Gomez. He seems to be the flavor of the month for the new coach here uh, since McDaniels and Vanderbilt have both been very inconsistent and disappointing. So you may get some extended run. Don't want to open the vault and spend everything for cat. I'd rather go down uh, a little bit in pricing to wood, but I like this game, man. I know, you know, it's only us DFS grinders probably going to watch it and, and friends and family of the players. But uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go there. Yeah. You, you know, I, I got to think about that one a little bit more. You're, you're getting me more interested in it. And it, it, the, the contrast of this great pace and bad defense with the the fact that it is a front end of a back to back, so a lot lot to consider. Yeah, I mean it's a front end of a back to back against the same teams, right. which that really sort of negates you know uh, everything to me. But we'll see. We'll no, see I how just it rolls. yeah, I just mean in the sense that if minutes are limited, uh, I see. Then maybe we don't get quite as excited about it. Yeah, I mean. True, it's possible. I guess Wall mainly falls into that. It doesn't seem like they care about uh, the fact that Wood's back, that uh, bring him along slowly. He's been playing monster minutes, so I think he'll play it. And, you know, the other thing about playing Anthony Edwards that's really cool is he's somewhat uh, blowout proof. That dude is getting a lot of minutes, and uh, he's getting them consistently uh, regardless of the score. So just something to keep in mind. Um, the other, uh, the next game, you ready to hit this one, Denver and the Pelicans. Let's do it. Do you, uh, real quickly though, let's, let's, uh, before we dive into that one, since we're about midway through here, 
This is a great time to jump aboard at DFS Coach Talk. We just announced last week our MLB uh, all-access membership. So if you sign up, you get Major League Baseball for the entire season, which April 1st through November 1st. And here's the thing at Coach Talk that sets us different from every other DFS provider. You don't have to buy separate packages uh, for each sport. We focus and put a ton of attention to the four sports. We're doing NBA, NFL, MLB, and PGA, everything, every slate. We're on it like, you know, whatever you want to say. Uh, but we're on it. We're, we're co- uh, covering all of it on those four. We don't do any goofy, you know, cross-country skiing and video <laughs> game uh, stuff. So we're, we're sticking to our meat and potatoes. But the point is... You know, regardless of what package you purchase with us, whether it's the three-day, which is a ten-dollar cost for a three-day pass, or a yearly, or you know, the MLB, whatever the time frame you have that membership, you get everything that we offer, all our lineups, all our information, all our content, etc. So, wanted to make sure uh, that uh, you know we we let everybody know that. And so this April 1st is a really, you know, a big date that's coming up because baseball, that's opening day. That's less than a week away. And uh, we would love to have you guys jump in. You're still going to get all of our NBA stuff. And then we're going to have our man, Josh Davis, our our lead pro in baseball. He's terrific. And uh, we're ready to have a really, really good hot spell here. So you still have a chance also if you want to take advantage of that 149 with BetUS. Uh, you get that uh, for the next couple of months there all the way till June 1 where you can be a member for free at Coach Talk if you purchase the 149 at betus.com.pa. Once you purchase that, just shoot us a quick uh, tweet at DFS Coach Talk. We'll jump you right into the mix here in Discord and, and you'll be good to go. And then you can use that uh, 125, uh, 149. I'm sorry to, uh, you know, play maybe the NCAA Sweet 16 or or baseball as it starts next week. So we'd love to have you. We really appreciate all the new members. We've had some fantastic growth in the last couple of weeks, and uh, you know our community is special. We really stay positive. We got a lot of uh, awesome people in there. So we would absolutely love to have you. And I think I said absolutely about six times because that's how excited I am. So, <laughs> all right, Denver, New Orleans, I'm ready. Andrew nuggets, 26 and 18 Pelicans, 19 and 24. We know ball is questionable, so we don't know his status for sure. That's important for the Pelicans rotation. It definitely takes a punch in the gut to Alexander Walker and a little bit to Hart. And uh, maybe even a little to Bledsoe if uh, Ball is back in. Uh, he was on the trade block and they didn't move him, so that that tells you a little bit, you know, the confidence they have uh, in him. So we'll see how that plays out with the news. Um, and then Denver, you know, we we know they made all those moves uh, and uh, tremendous moves. I think other than uh, probably Chicago, I think Denver has to be fired up to have Aaron Gordon. Uh, and, you know, in that power forward spot for an aging Paul Millsap is is going to be pretty special. I mean, you know, Murray Barton, Porter Jr., uh, Gordon and and the Joker with, you know, a really strong bench. I know Joe Stanton's having a party in Denver, so 
cheers, uh, Mr. Stanton, because you got you got a team there to be reckoned with, and there are already eight games over 500. But let's look at this game. We've got uh, 231 and a half, Andrew. I got both 230 games today to, to start off with, so that's pretty cool. And it's only Denver by two, so you know, prime prime stuff. Uh, I'll say the good news first. I'll go backwards this time. 20th and 28th defensively. It's a little surprised Denver's that bad. We know the Pelicans are that bad defensively. So that gets you ecstatic. The only problem here is slow teams. Denver, you know, the whole, I talk about it at least once a week. Here's the offense, you know, bring it, walk it up to Murray, give it to the Joker at the top of the the key, let eight guys go back door, see if there's any, I mean, it's just, they use the clock. So they're second to last uh, pace-wise. Pelicans are only 19th, which, you know, is a little, I think that's some of their problem. They need to get out. Let these young dudes run, man. They've got some studs. I don't know why Van Gundy is sitting on them speed-wise. I guess he's trying to get some defensive consistency. But, you know, so you've got really bad D, but not great uh, pace. But, you know, we also don't have the traded guys in there. We don't know the the uh, word on ball. On an 11-game slate, I don't know if you need to risk a, a Nikhil Alexander-Walker. You know I'm a huge fan, but scary. Uh, plus, they played that other dude a bunch. Uh, Kyra Lewis Jr. Yeah, Lewis Jr. got a big run. So that really throws a monkey wrench into that. And, you know, I, I don't trust playing him either on this kind of slate. But I don't want any part of that. It's way too nerve-wracking that you could get one of the guys that plays 15 minutes and then you're in big trouble. Zion's certainly in play here. I mean, playing terrific. His price is, is keeps inching up, but he's strong. He's the guy I like best on the Pelican side. Uh, on the Denver side, I think, you know, Murray's been inconsistent. Barton's been the, the model of consistency uh, getting good minutes and producing in all different ways. I think Michael Porter Jr. is is a, a nice play here again with with bad uh, defense from the Pelican side. And then, of course, you know, the Joker, I know, you know, he's going to be super highly owned. He's going to be the big play up guy, I think, pay up guy that a lot of teams go to. Um, you know, I'm con- considering it. I just on this slate, though, there's so many great plays. Uh, you know, I don't think you have to go value with two or three guys to the point where you can fit the Joker and some other higher paid guys in. So as of right now, he's not going to quite make my lineup, but I'm not counting him out because the, the, you know, the fit is perfect for him to have a monster game. So the jury's still out for me on this one a little bit. Definitely need exposure. I do think that this game is going to get up and down. Uh, would love to have a few key guys like Zion Barton, maybe Porter, and then uh, you know I'll I'll read all the the angry tweets from Joe Stanton about not playing the Joker, and then he's the MVP. But I'll mm-hmm. I'll you know I'll manage those this afternoon. Yeah, well I'll <laughs> I'll support Jokic a little bit for for Joe. I I like his spot here. I agree. I I mean not to the point where you have to lock him in, but. He is just on a mission and showed it last time these guys played with a big triple-double. He basically does that against everybody. But against New Orleans and their 28th-ranked defense, why won't he absolutely smash again after, you know, the team team as a whole had a real dud in the last game. So I think they're going to be... Oh, they played terrible in that game. They looked so flat. 
And they're going to be fired up with Gordon coming in. I mean, you know, all signs are pointing up for, for Denver. So I like Jokic. I like Barton to bounce back after his dud last game. Uh, Zion, I couldn't believe his price on FanDuel is now 8300 That's a misprice. It doesn't make sense. Really good opportunity there. And I like Ingram. He was awesome against Denver last time. 30 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists. They ran the offense through him down the stretch. Um and he's just been really aggressive lately and, and uh, you know, really playing well. Looks good. Looks good, and he's getting the good results. And yeah. he's he's a fair price for him on both sides. So I'm looking at uh, one or two of these studs most likely. Oh, let's stack up these Pelicans and we can harass uh, Joe then. <laughs> but I'll tell you, you know, I just had a thought to something going forward after today to look at. Aaron Gordon is active. He has the ball in his hands a lot. He gets a lot of rebounds. He's super athletic. Is that going to peel a little of that thunder from the Joker? It could. It could a little bit. I mean, he certainly plays a much different game than Millsap, where he's working more oh, yeah. you know, from the much perimeter. Much more involved. Yeah. yeah. And Millsap uh, stands in the corner and yeah. just waits to hit a three. I, I'm interested to see that. Something to be aware of. And, you know, the next week, we could see a little regression from the Joker. Absolutely. All right, four games left. We've got an 8.30 tip between Indiana and your Mavericks yep. at home there. Uh, their four-and-a-half-point favorites total is 227 front end here for Dallas. They're going to host New Orleans tomorrow. And in terms of the injury news, Indiana is ready to go, and Dallas just has Willie Cauley-Stein out in addition right. to the guys who've been traded. Um on the Indiana side, Sabonis, uh, not sure I'm going to pay up for him here. Um, and Lavert and Brogdon, this is an interesting situation where Lavert seems to be gaining more and more leadership and opportunities. Yeah. So that's a little bit dicey because now Lavert's uh, back to his you know, price tag where he should be based on his skill. So, you know, I'm not sure I'm going to go either spot there. T.J. McConnell is still pretty cheap. Uh, he's a flyer off the bench. Justin Holiday still, you know, buried in the 3K range on FanDuel. And uh, I'll keep considering it as long as he stays there. On the Dallas side, Mr. Luka, um, Indiana did a pretty good job limiting him when they played early in the season. Uh, 5 for 15 from the field. Uh, I think he'll play better than last game, certainly, but he's probably I'm not sure the guy. sure as hell would hope so. Yeah. Good God. Yeah, probably not the guy I'm going to pay up for on this slate. I like Jokic a little bit better and, and possibly Harden if he plays. I'd rather go with Brunson off the bench. Really good price on both sides. And then uh, Porzingis uh, did pretty well against Indiana last time. 27 points, 13 rebounds. Had a good yeah. game last game, so he seems to have his legs under him. When they played earlier, Turner didn't play. So a little bit of a dif- defensive uh, switch here. And there are a bunch of power forwards I'd like today. So um, uh, probably in the end, if I'm going to pay up for anybody, it would be Porzingis or maybe a value play like Holiday. But I could also end up passing this game. Yeah, you know, I don't like this game. I, I, don't, I don't like any of the Mavs. Uh, you know, Luka is certainly the guy that you you have to consider for the Mavs. But after that that dull performance the last time, you know, it's it's hard to go back there with Indiana 
who's, you know, a top 10 defense uh, or 13th now. So they've just fallen out of the top 10, but they're still in the upper half. I just, I'd, I think he's going to have a really good game. I really do. I think he'll bounce back and score. He just looks so sluggish and off that last game. But he's such a DFS machine. Um, you know, he's the only guy I'd consider on Dallas. I don't have any interest in the rest of the guys. I think the fact that Porzingis had that good game was from exactly what you said. Turner didn't play. And Turner is a, a defensive stopper. And the paint leads the league by a mile in blocks. And, you know, I know Porzingis will try to snipe from way outside, but I, I just I'm not real comfortable with him at that price. Uh, the rest of the guys just too hit and miss. You know, Karis Levert, I think, is out of just boom in, in a matter of 10 days has gone to the go to guy for Indiana. I think he and they showed it in that game the other day when they had a chance to win with the last shot. They spread out, gave him the ball, and let him do his thing. So Brogdon's certainly taking a back seat. Um, Sabonis, you know, as great as he is and as much as I like him in this game, because Dallas has a really tough time with the Sabonises of the world because he's strong, he gets in the paint, he's got up and under moves, he's on the glass. I mean, Sabonis, even though he's taken a, a little hit usage-wise from Levert, stepping in, being a star, I still think Sabonis is one of my best plays on the entire uh, board. I just, he's, I see him eating Dallas for lunch in the paint. I really do. And, uh, you know, the other guy, Levert, you can talk about, but I think he gets Jay Rich defense. I think that people are going to be on him now. He's sort of the it guy, you know, that everybody keeps rostering. But, you know, he gets good defense against him here. And, you know, that that alone, you know, they'll disperse the ball a little bit to some different guys. So I feel strong about Sabonis. And on the Dallas side, I just, again, I don't like the matchup. Uh, if I don't pay up for a wood or somewhere where I'm really spending money, then Luca may sneak in. Because, you know, in DFS, you have to have a short memory. Like you can't let the fact that, uh, you know, Luca made me actually throw up the last time he played <laughs> isn't going to affect me. I'm going to have uh, short term memory loss and just think that he's the 30 point triple double Luca that I think he could throw on them. I really do. So uh, the other thing I want to mention to you too: keep an eye on Brogdon the next couple of weeks. I know he's a pro. I know he's terrific, but I'm just interested to see how much of a hit and how much of a mental hit he takes because now not only does he have McConnell chirping on his heels, they're wanting to get him more minutes because he does so much when he's in there and he's a game changer and a fan favorite. Now you got Karis Levert, who's a pseudo point guard, really, and can handle a pass at score. Brogdon has gone from, you know, one of their main guys to sort of a second thought. So, is that going to affect Brogdon in a negative way? I think it will, just from the usage and even minutes standpoint. Or, you know, maybe he says, screw this, I'm still the vet. I'm going to step up and, and take back over. So keep an eye on it. Yeah, you know, I'm also worried about Sabonis because of that, with Levert getting 15 shots or more. You know, it's it, going to take it, usage. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. yeah. All, All right. yours, man. You got the next one. Oh, it's you me already? Memphis okay. and Utah, yeah. Memphis and Utah. Thank goodness you're here to keep me on track. Mm -hmm. How am I going to do this alone this weekend again? Mm -hmm. I, I get all 
screwed up with my order. <laughs> All right. Again, we've got that famous uh, new NBA COVID thing where Memphis, Utah played tonight and then they play again tomorrow night. So we got a double dip Memphis, Utah. Utah is favored by nine and a half. It's a 226 and a half over under thanks to our partners at betus.com.pa. From a pace standpoint, Memphis 7th, Utah 15th. But here's the, the clincher that makes this a Passiola game, not just because of blowout potential, 5th and 3rd in defense. So we're talking to the top five on a, a night when 22 teams are playing. So if that doesn't give you pause, I'm not sure what does. But, you know, there are some good players in this game, but Joe Val and Gobert, there's, you know, there's a cancellation each other out a little bit. Uh, Conley's solid defensively. You know, he's certainly playable, but if the game blows out, he's one of the first guys to sit for Clarkson. In that scenario, Clarkson would be okay because he may get a little extended run. You know, Dylan Brooks is going to muscle up against Donovan Mitchell, try to slow him down. Uh, I just, I don't like the, you know, on a slate like this, having to worry about trying to get somebody to value in this game. So rather than waste time, I'm just going to tell you, I just don't see a reason to push to play anybody here. Yeah, I don't don't love this game either. The two possibilities for value plays for me would be Brandon Clark, who is finally priced pretty nicely here on DraftKings. He's below 5,000. He's only 4,900. So yeah. he could hit value, in my opinion. And then Clarkson, you talk about that short-term memory loss. If you use that with him and forget what he did in the last game where he was uh, he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn, no. he's 4,600 on FanDuel. Uh, which is really cheap for him if he can finally get back on track. I mean, the guy who can actually score 40 points in a game off the bench, he yep. certainly has the potential. Uh, so there's a GPP option, but I agree. Let's move on to the next one. It's Atlanta and Golden State, the 10 o'clock game tonight. Interesting Haw game. Yeah, Hawks favored by 5.5, 2.20.5 total. This is the second game on ESPN, and we've got... Uh, DeAndre Hunter probable, and uh, remember that Rondo is gone for Atlanta. Right. And then with Golden State, Steph is still out. I'm marking Draymond questionable since he didn't yep. play last night, uh, and this is a back-to-back -back for them. Um, so that's the key injury news. On the Atlanta side, Trey Young is in play for me. Uh, we saw what De'Aaron Fox just did to Golden State. And, you know, they're they're down guys. They just did not have an answer to, to stop him. I think Trey is trending back up and a good spot for him, good price. Uh, you know, Golden State, they've got that top 10 defense, but, I mean, they could not stop Sacramento last night, and they've got the number yeah. two pace. So it's a good game situation for Atlanta. Uh, I also like Bogdan Bogdanovich again because they haven't priced him up. And he got over 30 minutes. And again, with Rondo out of the picture now and Lou Williams not there yet, he's going to lead the usage off the bench and, and be in a good spot. On the Golden State side, Poole was a, a bit of a struggle last night. He really kind of chugged along and finally approached value at the end of the game. He's, he's in consideration for me again. Um, Juan Toscano-Anderson, man, did he step up. 25 fantasy points just in the first half. And he was tough, man. I had him on my after hours. He was a joy. 
Yeah, if he starts again, he's still a good price. I, I don't. I doubt he'll shoot as well as he did yesterday. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, solid opportunity for him. And then you could go with Wiggins or Ubre. Uh, Ubre is a little expensive on FanDuel, especially. Don't really trust either one of them on a back to back. But uh, you know, solid opportunity here to get uh, one or two guys out of this game. Let me ask you a question. Who does Tony Snell guard? Wiggins or Ubre? In uh, your opinion. It's a tough one. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh I I've got him penciled in to guard Wiggins, which you know, I know Snell doesn't play a ton of minutes, but you know, Wiggins is so scoring dependent. That's that's the the big, you know, question mark I had cuz I think either Wiggins or Ubre are playable. It's just, you know, I don't want to run square into the teeth of Tony Snell either. Yeah, and the other thing is, uh, you know, his minutes went down the last game. He was down to about 20. Hunter's right. minutes went up again. There's right. a chance that Hunter starts. I right. Mean, either way, it's a good combination of defenders that, you know, right. does. That's, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I hesitate. That's the exact to, point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you because Hunter's, Hunter, you know me, I'm a, I'm a Hunter guy like you're a Bogdanovich yeah. guy, and I just... I don't think he's at full tilt yet. I've been waiting uh, probably maybe this weekend unload him. But I think, you know, that's the thing is is Snell and, and uh, Hunter, I just feel like they're going to try to to hold Wiggins down because he's so important to them offensively with, with Curry out. I mean, we need to know if Draymond plays. Um, I, I would assume there's going to be regression from Toscano Anderson. He had a magic kind of game where he just was – you know, everything was going right. Uh, I'm, you know, I still think I, I like the point guard duo here because neither one can defend very well at all. I think Trey Young and Jordan Poole, I like them both. I know Poole's prices come up, but I'll tell you when, you know, if Green doesn't play especially, I mean, he just is, there's a lot being asked of him right now. And he's, you know, done a really solid job. So I'm considering both sides of that, Young and Poole, um, and then after that, you know, how about the John Collins stays with Atlanta is pretty interesting. Uh, he was one of the other guys that was supposed to move. So how does he react to knowing that he's going to be in place? And I think they did the right thing, man, because since, you know, uh, the coach, they fired the coach, they've been phenomenal. So why break up, you know, that continuity now? So I guess Trey and, and Collins are going to have to figure out how to coexist and get along. But, um, you know, both both guys, uh, you know, can definitely uh, help them. There's no doubt. But Collins a little expensive. Don't like him, especially if Draymond plays. Clint Capella, always dangerous. He's going to go against all those centers from Golden State. Weissman gets the start every day, and he's cheap. I mean, he's a good emergency guy to go to, but, you know, he's still not going to get massive run. Uh, you know, to to break a slate because you're going to get Looney and different guys in there. Um, and I just hate spending up for Capella because he gets played off the floor sometimes. And, you know, he may have 16 rebounds and, you know, but how many points, you know, the only things he's really getting are putbacks. They don't really run anything for him because they have so many shooters. So, I don't know. I mean, I I like the two main key guards with Young and Poole here. And after that, I it's it's a little busy for me. It, it's going to be interesting. 
Uh, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to when Hunter gets back to mid-30s minutes because I think he's so effective for them. Uh, as far as, you know, Ubre goes, that's sort of my default guy for Golden State. I just wish he wasn't so overpriced all the time. He's always like five, six, eight hundred dollars too high, I think, personally. But he is, he does fit well here and could, you know, have a solid game because, their depth is a little shaky right now with Golden State. So uh, if Green sits, I, I may end up jumping back to Ubre Jr. again. But that's that's uh, I like the game. I think you need some exposure here. Uh, we just need to see how it plays out this afternoon. All right. Start off the last one for us. Cleveland on a first night of a back-to-back. The Los Angeles Lakers on a second night of a back-to-back. Lakers minus four and a 210 total, Andrew. 210, that's it. Um, Cleveland is 24th in pace, Lakers 18th. Should I just stop now? (laughs) (laughs) And then you've got uh, Cleveland is 21st defensively. Lakers are hanging on by a shoestring to first. That's going to soon change. They'll probably be, I'd say, third or fourth when we talk uh, next Friday. I'm telling you, they're going to plummet. Sexton is questionable. That that's the whole, you know, bucket of bananas, if you will. If he plays, I like Sexton. If he doesn't play, I like Garland. I think either one of them is a good play. Um, after that, you know, Nance, you can think about a little bit. Jared Allen in play a little bit. This is just such a bad game. I mean, it is the late game. It's you know, there are a few guys that could go off here. Uh, Kuzma had is so streaky. He was bad for a while, then really good for a while. You know, Schroeder's been all over the place, too. I've been a little disappointed in his consistency. And then, you know, after that, with Kaycock and Morris and all these guys, it's just it's not a comfortable feeling. So for me, you know, if you go to the bucket with Kuzma thinking he's going to, you know, use some of that second half push that he had last night to play well. He's in consideration. And really, for me, it's probably just one of the guards from Cleveland. So I'll probably have a one-off here, but it's definitely not a good game situation for DFS points. Yeah, I'm not thrilled about it overall. You know, I could see where you might want to play one of the Cleveland guards. It's not like they're ultra cheap, though. Right. Uh, Garland's not bad. He's fair enough. Yeah. He's 65 and 68 is, yeah. you know, it's if he's by himself, maybe. Oh, yeah. 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 Only if Sexton's out right. for him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Nance, you know, Nance is still a price that he can smash, but he's inconsistent. Uh, Osman is still cheap. If he starts again, he's only 3,700 on FanDuel. Right. Um, on and he'll the... probably start if Sexton sits, but if right. not, he'll come off the bench. Yeah. Right. And with the Lakers... One important takeaway is the big minutes that those guys played last night. Schroeder played 39. Kuzma played 42. Oof. Uh, and, you know, Schroeder still had a double-double, uh, but how do they respond here on, on the second night of a back-to-back in Cleveland with that 24th pace? So I agree with you. You know, it's just not a great game environment overall. So Does THT still some minutes just trying to reinforce the troops on a back-to-back? Yeah, but you know they've after LeBron went down, they priced him up, and he's yeah. hasn't gone back down to the point where you get excited about it. So, 
Right. Uh, probably won't make the consideration for me on this 11-game slate, but yeah, we really. hope that we hope that you all have enjoyed our breakdown here. Get you ready for the Friday night action. We'll be following the news to finalize those lineups and build our uh, full cash lineups on FanDuel that we provide, as well as a full GPP lineup that you can plug and play. Uh, the full Yahoo lineup from Coach and our DraftKings Coach's Clipboard. Coach, any final thoughts here for the big Friday night? Let's smash it, man. I'm ready to go. Absolutely. So thank you all for tuning in and be sure to come back tomorrow. Coach will be solo getting ready for the Saturday action and he'll be ready to crush it in DFS.